Hello podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Kathleen Saunders, your weekly podcast where we discuss the financial, physical, spiritual, and social well-being of everyday people like you and me. The information shared in this show is for general information purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. Hello, Living Well listeners, and welcome to another podcast. Today, the pleasure is mine to speak with Noreen Dixon. Noreen was born in beautiful Jamaica and grew up in Toronto, Canada. She's a single mother with two beautiful adult children and is a dedicated, praying woman of God. Her testimony begins at the tender age of 13 when her mother passed away from lupus, followed by a marriage arranged through witchcraft to a new life in Christ and learning about the power of prayer. She's an overcomer, a woman who has passed through many trials and adversities but came through them all victoriously. You will be blown away as you listen to the many testimonies of blessings and favor that Noreen and her children experienced. Welcome, Noreen, and thank you for being my guest today. I'm so looking forward to hearing you share your incredible journey from darkness to light. So please go ahead and share with us. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast and, you know, to share my testimony. It's incredible the way that God works. Uh, A few years ago, a friend had, you know, suggested I share my testimony on, you know, another uh, radio interview, but I was not ready. Here you are, uh, you know, you started this podcast and then you asked me to share. So I know the Lord wants me to to share for, uh, for encouragement, for uplifting, and to show others that they can also overcome through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Praise God. That's so true. And, you know, I strongly believe that nothing happens before time. So yes, Uh, you know, God was preparing you. He put that plug in your ear that you need to share your story. And you weren't ready at that time. And now you are. So praise God. I thank you so much that you have taken the invitation to share with us today. So let's begin. Uh, Where would you like to start? I'll leave it up to you. Go right ahead. (laughs) Okay. So again, my name is uh, Noreen Dixon. You know, my sister, I'm going to start with you know, where my life was in 2013. I was in a a dark place. My marriage had broken down and I was uh, with, you know, two younger children at the time and I was just hurting. I was, you know, just in, in, in a really, really dark place in my life. I was so, so unhappy. At that point, I had been married for about 13 years, almost 14 years. And so many things had happened. And I have to say, beside my mother dying when I was 13, um, and I was left to be the mother figure to two younger siblings, Mm. um, 2013 was probably the second worst time of my life. Oh, wow. Wow. How old are you? You were 13, you said? I was 13. My mother died uh, from leukemia. Her, her, she became ill very suddenly and the disease progressed and advanced quite rapidly. And within a year she had died. 
Wow. I'm so sorry for your loss. I did not know that you went through that. Uh, I was not walking with the Lord at that time, not to, you know, any capacity. My family is, my family is Catholic, most of my family. And, uh, you know, I grew up uh, going to Catholic school, uh, you know, um, elementary school, middle school, high school, you know, I was Catholic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got got confirmed in that. Uh, yes, I went through the sacraments, everything, because I, I grew up in Catholic school. So, you know, First Communion, Confirmation, um, you know, everything. I, 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 did, I did everything, you know, according to uh, the Catholic tradition. Right, right. Yes. Awesome. yes. Oh, wow. You know, I had ended up, you know, getting married. Uh, you know, at some point and things were happening during the marriage that I did not understand. I did not know what was going on. That's why I really kind of talk about moving from darkness to light because I really was living blind. (laughs) I really was living blind to the things that were really happening around me. And when I came to this really low place in 2013, Mm-hmm. I started crying out in my heart um, I, to the Lord, really, because I just really wanted some peace. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I grew up Catholic, I was not connected at all. Year after year, Sunday after Sunday, sitting in mass, uh, reciting prayers that I did not know, did not understand. There was absolutely no connection. Absolutely. So you were just going, so you would say you were just going through the motions. Going through the motions. I was mm-hmm. what they would call a bench warmer, um, you know, one of those Sunday church people that only thought about God on Sunday. But when I got to this place and, you know, my heart started to cry out um, because I didn't know what to do, didn't know where to turn. And I was just feeling so horrible at that time. I knew that the Catholic Church could not do anything for me, had not done anything for me in all the years that I'd been in the church. I was reintroduced to God, you know, when I was at this point through a friend and I started going to the Button to Christ Ministries, which, you know, is an Adventist based ministry, as you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they welcome uh, every and anyone who was looking for help. And I was just looking to be free at that time. And to get some peace. And get some peace. I, I, was, I was just looking to be free. And it was through the ministry uh, that I learned actually, and for the first time ever in my life, how to really pray and pray through Jesus Christ, not through a priest, uh, but to say prayers that were from my heart, not recited prayers and not praying to different saints or to Mary. You know, I was just praying directly through Jesus Christ. And it was here at my lowest point that I was being reconnected, reintroduced to God and to Jesus in such a deep and meaningful way um, that has, you know, changed my life forever. At this time, um, as I was learning, I was learning to pray, you know, the Lord, I prayed a very sincere prayer 
Um, as I mentioned about my mother dying and about being so young and having to take on so much responsibility at a young age, I was doing everything. Plus, I was still in school. Uh, you know, I was juggling jobs. I was doing so many things. You oh, know, hold on as a, a second. Was there no adult figure in the home? My dad worked a lot. He, um, he had a good job. He worked um, in the automotive industry. He's an electrician by trade. They, he, was, he was very good at his job, and they were flying him all over the place to learn, to upgrade his skills. Um, robotics okay. was coming in at that time, so he was going to Detroit a lot and you know, doing different things. So we were left on our own a lot. Right. Okay. All right. Understood. Yeah. In, in, in the Toronto area, there was a store called the Byway. I'm aging myself. And my first job was at the Byway folding clothes in this mall. There was a Byway in this mall and uh, I got a job just folding clothes on the floor. That was my first job ever. Um, yeah. um, they don't hire kids at 13 anymore. Not these days, oh. but Wow. In, back in my day, you could get hired at 13 and 14. So I was almost 14. I was, you know, 13 and a half, almost 14. Um, and, and that was my first job. So, um, you know, I was always very ambitious. You know, God gifted me with a lot of uh, intelligence. <laughs> drive. Yeah. Uh, so I was always, I was always that person. I always did very well in school. I was a, even though all these things were happening around me, I was still a straight A student at that time. Yeah. Um, praise God. And praise God that you didn't even have a, a breakdown at that point. God gave you no, the strength to get through it. He built you know, it that is. way, even though I didn't really know about right. you know those things at the time. Um, mm -hmm. He built me to really withstand a lot because, you know, I see young people now that, you know, I'm thinking about the things that I was doing at my age at 13 and 14. And, you know, these kids, some of them are so sheltered, but that's a different topic, a topic um, for a different day. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. But so, um, I was doing a lot. I was doing a lot. Wow. At 13, yeah. 14. It sounds like you were a mother at 13. Yes. Yes. My wow. brother was two and a half at the time that my mother died. And my my sister was two years younger than me. So. Oh, wow. That's a lot of responsibility. It was a lot of responsibility. And, you know, my life just felt like an uphill climb for the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I never really grieved my mother. I didn't give myself a chance. I guess that was my defense mechanism. I was always a person to just say, okay, this is over. Now we just got to move over, move on to the next thing. We just got to go. We just got to keep going. And that's how I trained myself. You know, I never got down on myself. I didn't self-destruct um, in any way. I just pushed myself and pushed myself and pushed myself to keep going. But that burden was always on me. I always felt this very heavy burden on me. And it was when I came to start to learn how to pray that the Lord answered uh for the first time, I received an answer directly for the, from the Lord, praying a very short, sincere prayer from my heart. I didn't want to feel this burden about my mother's death. I couldn't speak about my mother. It was so devastating, the loss and the age that I was. Um, I, I, could, I couldn't speak about my mother. Couldn't talk about her. I would start crying. Anybody asked me about her, I would start crying. I couldn't even tell I, the kids about her. It wow. was so heavy for so many, almost 30 
30 yes. years. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give myself a chance to grieve um, Kathleen. I, I trained myself not to grieve. I honestly, probably from that funeral, I cried a little tiny bit, to be honest, but I barely mm-hmm. cried. But I can tell you, I became so hard. Um, I wouldn't cry for anything. You couldn't get me to cry for nothing. I, I, I did not cry. For years and years and years and years and years, I did not, could not cry. I couldn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I prayed the sincere prayer, you know, in 2013, 2014, during this very, uh, you know, hard time in my life, when I was crying out to the Lord, I prayed for him to lift this hurt, to lift this weight, to lift this off of my heart. I didn't want to cry anymore mm-hmm. about my mother. I wanted to be able to share, um, you know, to my kids about their grandmother. I right. I couldn't even talk to you now the way I'm talking to you about my mother. I could not do it. So as I prayed the sincere prayer through Jesus Christ to lift this burden off of my heart, this is, you know, one of my first very first testimonies. My brother, he lives in the States. He visits all the time. He's very dedicated uh, to visiting my mother's grave. I never went in 30 years. Could not go there. Would you couldn't bring yourself to it. No, I couldn't. But when he was there that weekend, staying with me, and he said he was going, I prayed this prayer, and I said, I'm going to go with you. So I prayed the sincere prayer to the Lord. I went to the grave site thinking that I was just going to melt, basically, burst into tears. I was going to break down. And Kathleen, I stood by the grave site. I could not cry. I I felt Mm -hmm. I couldn't cry because I felt this weight being lifted off of me. Oh, praise God. Mm -hmm. Totally Mm -hmm. lifted off of me. And by the time we came back home, I felt the Lord answered my prayer and lifted the burden. It was Amen. such an amazing feeling. And I was so elated. I thought, God is real. He's, he's real. I mean, this is my first experience praying that way because all these years being in the Catholic Church, praying all these prayers, reciting the Our Father and all these other things, nothing was penetrating. Nothing was happening in my life. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, So I was so excited that the Lord answered my prayer right away. Yeah, that was just confirmation again that he was definitely real on working in your life. Yes. And, 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 and I was so happy that he answered. I was so happy to receive some of that deliverance, that burden being lifted. And, you know, I started to pray and ask the Lord about my marriage and about. So before you go to the marriage, sorry, just, just to cut you, before you go to the marriage, I wanted to ask you. So when you went to the graveyard and you felt that burden lift off, was there a sense of peace that came upon you? Did you feel like a presence come upon you? Tell yeah, me, share I, your experience. I, I, I felt, I felt a peace. I think probably there was an angel there. Um, because when I'm saying that I could not cry, I would have, I would have broke down before I even got to the gravesite. You understand? Because anything surrounding my mother, I would just break down into tears, like uncontrollable. That was the only time that I would cry was about my mother, and uh, because I never released 
everything out. I was never able to do that. So when I was there and I and I didn't cry in that manner, I was so excited. And I felt this peace and this angel must have been there because, you know, I was walking around and I was I was actually jumping. I was actually running back and forth. And my brother was like, what's happening? What's going on? Like, why are you doing that? And and, wow. and I'm saying to my brother, like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Like, I could not do this before. I could, you know, and he knows I have never come to this gravesite in 30 years. I could not come here. So wow. it was an incredible, incredible experience that the Lord It sounds that way. God is truly awesome. That's powerful. That's really powerful. You should sharing that there with us. So you've got that release right there that you were able, that burden was lifted off. The song says burdens are lifted in Calvary. Burdens were lifted for you at your mother's grave. They were, they were lifted. They were yeah. lifted and, and praise the Lord and really gave me the encouragement that I could really pray myself through Jesus Christ and really receive answers, really receive direction, really receive healing, deliverance. Like God is real and he can really do it for you. Yeah. I never knew that before. All these years being in the Catholic church, I, I, I could not, I could not give that kind of testimony. Mm-hmm. And you know, you said that you sent, sent this small, simple prayer it and very, it was sincere. It was from my heart. Yes. That's the key. God is not looking for any big elaborate uh, speeches or anything. He's looking for the sincere prayer. And that was your, yours. And he heard you and he wanted to let you know that he was very real and he was there with you and he's been with you from the passing of your mother. I mean, even before from your birth, he was with you there. And he definitely Amen. showed the peace that passive all understanding yes i really did start to feel it that day and i thought you know what there really is hope in jesus definitely amen well said you know about to go into the marriage yes i took my prayer now to seek the lord concerning my marriage concerning my husband at the time You know, I can say and you know i know now that Mm -hmm. you need to invite god into your relationship with a man before you even get married. And at the time, I did not do that. There were so many things that were happening at the time. um, And I ended up in this relationship with this man. And I should not have been in the relationship with this man. And Where did you meet your husband? uh, I met him through work. Um, but you know, I know now, as I will share a little bit later, that that was kind of a setup, <laughs> uh, from the enemy, but I'll, I'm going to go into that portion next. But okay. as I prayed to the Lord concerning my marriage, concerning my husband and whether he's going to restore the marriage or whether I need to move on from this marriage. And it was at this time, um, that the Lord started actually to give me dreams. I started dreaming um, for the first time. And it was in a dream that the Lord showed me that he was cheating 
on me mm-hmm. and that his heart was dark and that he is not the one that I should have married and that going to be absolving me from this union spiritually and also physically. So I just want to find out this was before the buttons to Christ experience. So you No, this is probably right at the beginning of the button to Christ. Okay. So as I was just joining um, the ministry, I was learning how to pray. So my first prayer experience or testimony was regarding, um, you know, the burden being lifted at, at um, the gravesite for my mother. And then I decided to now ask the Lord concerning my marriage, because here it is, I'm still at the stage of the marriage breaking down, right? I and I'm trying right. to understand you know, what's going on. 2013 was, like I said, the most horrible year. My husband, ex-husband, like totally spun out of control. He would disappear for days at a time. I have no idea where he is. He did not. There was a huge amount of disrespect that was happening at the time. We were not seeing eye to eye at all. There was a huge financial strain on us as well. So many things uh, were happening at that time. It was a really, really bad time. It was a really bad time. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, I was praying to the Lord concerning my marriage, you know, does he want me to stay in it? Is he going to restore it? Or is he going to release me so I can move on? And he did confirm as I was praying and, you know, through some revelations, through some dreams that he's going to absolve me from this this union and I should not have married him. I I should not have married him. And this, you, this has been married, you were married for 14 years. Almost, almost 14 years at that point. Yes. So was the first part of your marriage happy times? You know what? This is where I'm going to talk about darkness. I was spiritually blind. I was walking in darkness. So many things were happening around me that I, that I can understand now that I didn't mm-hmm. understand then. So my idea of happiness in the beginning, mm-hmm. I thought I was happy. Right, I thought I right. was but as the years went on, I noticed many things. My husband started to become extremely jealous. To the, it was it was it was insane. But now I know it was demonic. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the things that was, um, you know, a huge turning point and 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 started to open up my eyes. This kind of demonic jealousy from nowhere, from absolutely. Mm-hmm know where this jealousy came from because I was 100% faithful wife. I would never do anything. Um, You know, I made a commitment, you understand? So, and I was honoring it in every way that I knew how to. So this jealousy thing to me was just, it was crazy, but the Lord said he, he's absolving me. He's going to, he's going to absolve me from this union and I should not have married this man. And, you know, my eyes were open. Mm-hmm. I say that after that prayer and, you know, you know, I, I did more than one prayer <laughs> to really the answer and receive some of those revelations. My eyes were opened to the light. The light really started to open up my eyes to really start to show me some things. And I started to really, at that point, start to seek the Lord for myself earnestly and build a relationship with Jesus Christ. I really started to seek him at that point. So, you know, 
at that time, shortly after, and maybe it happened within a few weeks, when the Lord shows you something and says he's going to do and says something to you, believe that he is going to orchestrate it. That's how you know the voice that you heard or what you were shown is really from the Lord. Because I will tell you, Sister Kathleen, that one day my kids and I were out and came home Mm -hmm. to find that my ex-husband just up and left, came and he took all of his clothes, took stuff from the house, never phoned me, did not tell me, did not, no warning. He Mm -hmm. was removed. Wow. He was removed. He just up and left, Kathleen, just like that. No warning, no nothing, just like that. It was hurtful because of my kids. Um, They were, they were hurting. How old were they at the time? My kids were, ooh, my daughter might have been seven, uh, eight, and my son probably 12. Wow, that's a hard time for the kids. That must yeah. have been really helpful. But yes, you, but definitely the kids. Yeah, it was wow. it was a hard time. But I started, like I said, my eyes were open now, and I started to understand how the Lord was working, how he was how he was moving in my life. But... I have to say that, you know, if you believe that God is real, you have to also believe in Satan, that Satan is real. And, you know, uh, Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And I started to really gain the wisdom and knowledge about all things spiritual, spiritual warfare, as I moved through this time in my life. Now my husband is gone. It's just me and my children. And, you know, I have to tell you at that point in my life, the the year before the actual, you know, my husband actually leaving, this is what happened to me. Uh, I lost my job. Uh, I had to, we had to sell our house. And then my marriage broke down totally and my husband split. So all these things happened to me within a one year period. Wow. That's a lot. You've been through quite a journey. Yes. (laughs) So all that, all that happened. And here it is now I'm seeking, seeking the Lord for myself. That's why I'm saying it was a really low place in my life, 2013 and moving into 2014. I started really um, seeking the Lord for myself building that relationship. And like I said, I started to receive the knowledge so I would not perish again. <laughs> you understand? Uh, yes, yes. So I started to understand about all things spiritual because I didn't know what spiritual warfare was. Spiritual warfare, what is that? So right. we have to understand that things happen in the spiritual realm first. And that's where we win the war. We win the war in the spiritual realm, on our knees, in prayer, in fasting. And it was during this second portion of, well, this part of my life that I really started to war in prayer against the enemy. So here it is, my husband has left me. So we sold our house and we had to move into this rented house. He knew the lady that was renting us a house. And this is the house that he left us in. So here it is. I have my children. I I just received a contract job. The Lord was already working in the meantime. I received a contract job to a highly sought after employer in Canada, almost like a quasi-government job. 
very, very hard to get into, but the Lord had started to work for me. So I just got the contract and then he left. Here I am wow. with my children. Um, I didn't have a vehicle. He, our cars had, our cars had broken down <laughs> also. Kathleen, mercy, I, mercy. <laughs> the warfare was just so heavy during oh, this time. Yes. So it's been bombarded left, yes, right, and center. Everything. And I had to, I, I connected through some people to, you know, a gentleman who was running a small car agency, um, car rental agency. And I was renting a vehicle from him. My credit wow. was good. Um, because, you know, I had, oh, I had to declare bankruptcy after I um, lost my house. After we had to sell our house, we declared bankruptcy. Remember, I was telling you about the huge financial strain that we were in. So all of these things were piled on me at this time. I just got this job. I had to get a vehicle so I can get to work, um, make sure that my kids get to school. And my landlord comes to me and says, She's selling the property and we have to move oh, no. in 60 days. Um, and that my husband, my ex-husband did not pay up all the rent. So there are, there's arrears on the rent as well. This is how I was. So, so Noreen, how were you handling all of this? I mean, I'm listening I'm, to you I'm, and it's just, I'm just, one thing. I'm just about to tell you. This okay, I'm because I'm thinking the it's warfare, one thing after the, the next. Go ahead, was go ahead. Real. The warfare was real. But God, I'm telling you, it was only God oh, yeah. through these days. And this is why I I will never leave Jesus. Mm. He has brought me up some really tough places because I decided to seek him and I decided to trust him most of yes. all. Yes. And really start to pray and pray and war in the spirit against these things that were coming against me so heavily. So wow. I would have to say that the devil is a liar. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and, and, and it was only during this time that I could understand what that phrase really, really meant for the first time in my life. And for the first time in my life during this period, I fasted. I never fasted before. You know, back in the Catholic days, they talk about, you know, Lent and fasting for 40 days. It just means, you know, pick something that you don't want to eat. You know, don't eat sweets, don't eat donuts, don't watch TV for 40 days. But mm -hmm. really explain what fasting really is, what fasting really does. None of this was ever explained to me at all during all my days in, you know, the Catholic system. So here it is being explained, you know, you know, how fasting, you know, really connects you closer to the Lord, gives you clarity, um, you, can, you know, receive real direction, vision. And this is where you're warring, warring against things that are coming against you and be able to break chains you know, and break off limitations and receive deliverance. So for the first time in my life, I started fasting because as I just explained to you, a lot of things were against me at this time. A lot of things were against me. And you wanna just, I'm going to ask you to backtrack on a few things, but sure. just explain because let's just remember, not everybody listening to this podcast understands spiritual warfare, fasting, and some of these things that you're talking, just like it was all new to you. I'm sure there's going to be at least one person listening today 
that's going to say fasting, warfare. What on earth is she talking about? Spirits, <laughs> demons. What is all of that? You want to now, but especially the fasting, since you're just talking about that. Explain what do you mean by fasting? And I know. Praise just God. explain how, what, fast, so, what you did. You know, in, in the Bible, Jesus fasted for 40 days. No food, no water. So you are denying yourself, okay? And you are coming under submission, denying your flesh and connecting to the Lord, coming under submission, coming into obedience. So fasting truly means to deny yourself of food, sometimes food and water for a number of days. Um, You know, there are powerful fasts, you know, in the Bible, Daniel, 21 days, Esther, three days. So there are so many different ways that you can fast biblically. So I was doing biblical fasting. I guess that's what we probably mean to give that explanation. And, you know, anyone that's listening can go into the Bible and, you know, look up these fasts and, and, and read the stories of what happened to Esther when she fasted and Daniel when mm-hmm. he fasted and so on. So I started um, prayer and fasting. And I have to say that prayer and fasting is not just something you do for one period. It's a lifestyle that you have to adopt now. When your eyes are open, say for me, now that my eyes are open, I can't go back to living the same way. I can't. So prayer and turning back (laughs) has become a lifestyle for me. It has become a lifestyle, especially during these heavy days when so many things were against me. And I started to uh, fast and take everything to the Lord. I started studying with uh, the Adventist church and I I became baptized. So I got baptized in 2015. Um, Amen. Praise the Lord. Church, yes. And again, you know, I started to take everything to the Lord. So here it is. I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Here it is. I'm left with two children, school-age children. I have to move in 60 days. Wow. <laughs> just, just started a job on contract. Okay, just started a job on contract. I'm using a lot of my funds to just for transportation. I'm renting a vehicle. I don't even have a vehicle of my own. And 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 all these things are are, are coming down on me at this time. So I started pressing in prayer, my sister. I started really pressing and warring in prayer at this time. So so I took everything to the Lord. So here it is. I was a contract worker and I pressed and prayed and and fasted and I became a permanent um, employee within um, within a year and a bit um, through a lot of fasting and prayer. I probably got one of the last permanent placements in that company. After that, everything was shut down. It went back to people that were coming in were on contract only. It's, it takes a long time usually to become a contract worker in this. It's, it's almost like a government position. And, and the Lord granted me favor. I was just going to say that. Yes, he was definitely showed you grace and favor there. Amen. Yes, God. he granted me favor. And now I became a full-time 
a full-time person um, on my job because, you know, I, you know, which, you know, at that point would have been, you know, a raise in pay and all these things. And as you know, I, I'm, I'm a single mother now. So, you know, these are the things that, um, you know, I needed to move, move forward in my life. The next thing I went to the Lord for was regarding filing for divorce. Now, my divorce, <laughs> this again was the favor of the Lord. And I prayed to the Lord. I just said, God, you showed me he wasn't supposed to be in my life. I shouldn't have married him. You know, I, I repented for that. I renounced everything. And the Lord showed me that he's going to let this divorce go through with not a hitch and and fast. So remember, here I am at a new job. I can't leave to go and file papers and all these things you have to do in the court is during the day. I can't take time. Right. I just started a new job. I have a friend who's a lawyer and um, she uses process servers to file her papers. So mm -hmm. I asked her, can I call your process server and see if she will work with me? She says, that's highly unusual. It's highly irregular. They only deal with lawyers. You have to be a lawyer in a law office to use process servers. They don't usually deal with individuals. But she goes, you can call her. I'll give you the number. So hmm. she gave me uh, this lady's number and I prayed first and I called her. I explained my situation and she goes, I don't usually do this, but... <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> work with you. Listen to me. I did not miss one minute, one hour, one day on my job. You understand? She came to my work and picked up all the papers. She went to the court for me. She put everything through. Listen to me. My divorce went through without a hitch. Not one hitch. Some sealed, mm -hmm. delivered in six months. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. That was definitely God working that there. That was definitely began. God because I would have had to take time off work to keep filing these papers and all of these things. You know, my friend's a lawyer, so she did help me with the paperwork. Um, but in terms of filing the papers, that's where sometimes you get some issues. So there was no contesting of the, the divorce. There was nothing to divide. Uh, it was, it, it, it went sailing all the way through. Move sailing. Praise Move God for that. Oh, so that word, that's no, amazing. That's God. <laughs> Definitely. Oh yeah, indeed. So wow. Praise the Lord. Yes. And I have more testimony. So after he, after he did that for me, I told you I was renting a car for almost a year. And I said, Lord, I, this is, this is not right. I need, I need a vehicle. Oh, sorry. I need to go back one. So I was, I was, I had to move. Sorry. I had, to, let me step back. So remember I had to move in 60 days. So I was sitting at work, uh, going through the Kijiji ads and the listings, trying to find a place for me and my kids within my budget. And mm -hmm. I had a very tight geographical area I needed to stay in because of the children's school. I did not want them to be out of the busing zone that they get on the school bus. So it, it was it was very tight. My timeline was tight and the area that I can work with was tight and my budget was tight. Everything was tight. Everything but was I, tight. I mm -hmm. laid that all at the feet of the Lord. And 
I had gone out and I started looking at different places. Um, you know, I have some standards. <laughs> uh, my daughter has asthma, so I didn't want any basements. I wasn't going to rent any basements because sometimes there's, you know, different things happening in basements for formaldehyde and this all, all these kinds of things. But a lot of the apartments that I liked were where condos really were way out of my price range, mm -hmm. way out of my price range. And I mentioned that because I had declared bankruptcy at that time. My credit was an issue. Remember, every landlord wants to run your credit and all this other yeah. So I was had this in the back of my mind. I was, all, I was concerned about these things. So as I was looking, I'm trying to keep all this together. But I was like, you know what? I've laid this at the foot of the Lord. I have to trust God. Time was winding down, Kathleen. It came to two weeks before I had to move and I still had not secured a place. One day I was sitting at work and, you know, I just prayed another prayer in front of my computer. And I said, I really need to find a place in the area, in my budget, um, and I need to find it now. <laughs> so I went back on Kijiji this particular day. And mm -hmm. I saw a house. I saw something came up and it read that it was a basement. But I said, my time, my, my time is up. I can't be picky. It's in the area. It's in my price range. I'm going to make an appointment to go see it. So I called this lovely woman. She, uh, she said, yes, she's showing the property to several people that this evening. So, you know, we set up an appointment and I went there. So the house cute little white house, perfect size. And I thought, okay, she's renting her basement. Cool. Her basement was big, had a nice backyard. Everything was just wonderful. The right. lady was like an angel. Honestly, she liked me right away. We connected right away. And she says, you know what? I really like you. I really like you. And she kept saying that as she was showing me the house and it, hmm. the Holy Spirit was speaking through her. So I said, so as she, as she was going to the upstairs, I said, um, excuse me, are you not just renting the basement? She goes, basement? I'm not, rent I'm not renting any basement. I'm renting the whole house. I said, for this price? <laughs> Mercy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought, wow. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So anyways, I was like in love, you know? And um, I said, you know what? Uh, you know, I have a job. I have a full-time job. You know, here's my job letter. I, I brought her my job letter. I said, here's my situation. You know, I'm just going through a marital breakup, divorce. It's just me and my kids. And she goes, you know what? I really, really like you. And I really want you to have this house. I am going to continue to show the property over the weekend. And I also have to speak to, a, speak to my husband. Fill out this rental application. Put your information so I can check your finances and call two references and mm -hmm. says, I will get back to you in a couple of days. She got back to me four days later and she said, um, you know, Noreen, I liked you from the minute that we met. You know, I did tell you that I really want you and your kids to have the house and I am going to give you the house. And I said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You have no idea of you, no idea. And I have two weeks to get myself together to move to move out of the other place. Hmm. And the hand of God moving again. Hand of, and let me give you the, the, the extra. So I said, so I asked her, I said, did you call any of my references? She goes, no, I did not. I said, and, and I said, and did you 
pull a credit check on me? She goes, no, I did not. The place is yours. <laughs> Mercy. Wow. <laughs> God is awesome. God That's was amazing. just like, I was just floored, Sister Kathleen. I was just floored. I just was praising the Lord. He came through. He came through just at the right time. He came through. And just when you need him most, right? Just when I needed him most. And honestly, I had two weeks to pack and get myself out of the other house and move into this new property. And, you know, the Lord just gave me supernatural strength during that time. I did not miss one day of work, not one day, not one hour, not one minute. I moved in the evenings and over the weekend because attendance at my job is like number one. (laughs) Um, and, And I'm always somebody who's excellent in attendance at my job. So I did not, as somebody who just got there really, and was just made permanent to be, you know, asking for all this time off for moving. As you know, there was so many things happening in my life that whole year that I was working there. Um, And I never missed a day, never missed a day, never missed a minute, never missed an hour. That's amazing. Yeah. God was really, really good to me, you know, and as I moved into that place, everything was working well there. Um, My kids were happy there. They were close to school. Everything was just wonderful. The Lord really set things in motion very wonderfully. So here it is. I still needed a vehicle, my own vehicle. So I said, Lord, you know, it's time, you know, you're, 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 you're slow. You're slowly sorting out my life and, you know, praise the Lord. I'm continuing to press in prayer. I need a car. I need a car. I don't want any old brook. They would say, I don't want old cars. Um, I want to stop, you know, renting this vehicle, which I was spending way too much money doing. I was praising the Lord for being able to, you know, you know, get this kind of arrangement with uh, this gentleman. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it, it had run its course. It was time for me to move on to get my own vehicle. So as I was talking with a friend, she was like, let me call a few people and find out if, you know, we can go to any particular dealership where they can help us out a little bit. Right. right, so right. It led to a Honda dealership out in Scarborough. And I went there and just, you know, speaking to the Lord saying, okay, Lord, I want a car that's only a few years old, nothing, nothing greater than three years old. I want an SUV type vehicle. (laughs) I was, I was, I was giving my, giving, giving the Lord what I was looking for because most of the vehicles I drove in the past were SUV type vehicles. But I, you know, I said, Lord, my credit is still, you know, a little spotty. (laughs) <laughs> so right. I, 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 I need to get approved for this vehicle. But I know, I, I know, you know, by this point that when you put your prayer request to the Lord, he answers you, right? So you're going in faith now, knowing that he's going to come through for you yet again. Yeah. Well, yes, I did. But, you know, again, I was still young in the Lord. And even though he'd been moving, um, you know, sometimes you still have to go through the motions. So this is, this is kind of a big testimony because 
I went to the dealership with my friend. We walked around the dealership. We drove a few cars. We just drove a few cars. One was an SUV type vehicle. It was out of my price range. Um, and then I was picking some cars that were in my price range, but I wasn't happy with the cars. I wanted an SUV. So <laughs> okay. um, I thought, okay, Lord, what's happening here? I'm not sure if anything is going to work out for me. Mm -hmm. So as I went into the, the, the finance office, and spoke to this lovely woman. She says, Noreen, I'm going to make sure that you get approved for something here. And I thought, praise the Lord. But, you know, at this point, I hadn't even discussed my financial situation with her. She didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. So she just looked at me and said, I'm going to make sure you get approved for something here. And I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> so God started yeah. working in the midst. Right from there, right there. Mm -hmm. So she goes, yeah, so I said, yeah, we saw a few things. We tried to um, test drove a few things. But I said, honestly, I'm looking for an SUV. I don't see anything here. She goes, wait a second, wait a second. Let me look at this inventory sheet that came in today. There's supposed to be a vehicle on the lot. This gentleman was supposed to take this vehicle, but he changed his mind. So this vehicle still should be on the lot. Go back out into the, into the lot and look all the way to the left. I think they left it off to the side. So I went back out on the lot, looked to the side, and this black Honda CRV SUV type vehicle was just like illuminated. I swear, Kathleen, it was just illuminated, like, ah! <laughs> and it looked brand new and it had a sun. It had all these bells and whistles that I didn't even ask for. <laughs> wow. I went and looked at the car and I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is the vehicle. I have to have this vehicle. So I go back into the finance office and I said, I have to have this vehicle. She goes, we're going to make sure that you get approved for this vehicle. I said, listen, let me just break down my financial situation. And I told her about my credits, body credit. She goes, don't worry. We're going to, we're going to make it work out. She did her thing. And trust me, I got approved for this vehicle. She threw in every bell and whistle insurance, this, that she threw everything into this payment. It was, it was wild. I've never even seen that every extended, extended warrant. She threw everything in every wow, single thing into this payment. I thought, Praise the Lord. Praise God. God indeed. I'm so excited. Then the enemy came in. Uh -oh. I'm excited. She's doing her paperwork, doing their paperwork to get me a license plate and license the vehicle for me to come back and pick up my vehicle. I received a call from one of the gentlemen on the lot and said, um, there's a little bit of a problem. Okay. We, can't, we can't license this vehicle. The 407 says that you owe them money. So right. the ministry won't give you a license plate until this is sorted out. So I thought, what in the world? You know, there was a lot of financial issues between me and my ex. Some things hmm. were left undone. Yes, yes. And even though we declared bankruptcy, 407 is not in the bankruptcy. They, they, they're absolved or... They're, they they don't have to go into bankruptcy. So you can still owe the 407. So I'm like, oh. how much could this be? And, you know, just I'll just work something out. So I called the first person and he was like, um, he didn't give me a number, but he seemed very confused on the phone. And he was like, um, let me, let me have somebody call you back. So a woman called me back and she told me, Kathleen, get this. Get this. All right. That I owed the 407 
$70,000. What? Um, my ex and I, we had these 407 accounts. He was using the 407 a lot for his business that he was running. And I was using the 407 for a short time at one of the jobs I was going back and forth to. So we had amassed a bill. I thought that it was taken care of, but his portion was taken care of, not mine. Wow, so, this, no way. so this debt went back 10 years with compounded interest, like a credit card. Oh my word. So now they're telling me that I, they're not releasing my plate until I pay them 70,000. I said, are you guys insane? Like exactly. expect somebody to pay back $70,000. Give me a payment plan. <laughs> I will pay you, but I need you to release my plate. I have a vehicle I need to pick up. So I went back and forth between two or three managers. Nobody they're like, oh, maybe we'll take $10,000 off. I said, I'm still not paying you $60,000. <laughs> so, Wow. So here it is, Sister Kathleen. My vehicle is in my grasp, my beautiful vehicle. I'm approved of financing through Honda. Everything's wonderful, but I can't pick up this vehicle until I sort out this licensing issue. Hmm. I sat at my computer one day, Sister Kathleen, and this is two days have gone by trying to sort this out. And I said, I said, Lord, enough is enough. I need an answer to pick up my vehicle and Holy Spirit, you, you've just got to show me something right now, how I'm going to bypass the 407 and pick up my vehicle. And literally, I sat in front of my computer and I just started Googling. I started Googling. I don't even know what I was Googling. The Holy Spirit has <laughs> been just moving my hands on the computer. And I came across a case on the internet where a gentleman was moving from, he used to live in Ontario. He moved to Alberta and he was moving back to Ontario. The same thing, okay. the same thing happened to him. He tried to license a vehicle when he was coming back to, in Ontario. And they said that he, he owed $80,000 to the 407. So he did some research and he found that if you license your vehicle under a business name, that the 407 can't touch you okay then <laughs> kathleen as i read that this is like 12 45 my lunch is at one o'clock my lunch is one hour i left my workplace drove to the business office in brampton registered mm -hmm. a business name faxed it to <laughs> faxed it to the dealership all wow. all in one hour and by the end of the day they called me and said Come and pick up your vehicle. <laughs> oh my word. Praise the Lord for that. What a situation to be in. Mercy. Wow. I know, but, but God did it again. God and did then it. he certainly did. He, he did. certainly did. He did it again. And honestly, the devil was so angry. So angry. I kid you not. My vehicle was under attack for at least six months. Every time I was on the road, it looked like people were trying to swerve into my vehicle. So many near misses with my vehicle. People were just swerving. And, and it was the strangest thing. Even my kids were like, what is going I had a vehicle one day on the other side of the road, turned right around, right in front of my vehicle and almost hit me. Like out of the clear, it, all, a lot of strange things were happening. But I knew that the enemy was just upset that God had favored me he had mm -hmm. delivered me out of that situation and he was able to let me get my vehicle so you know i'm just praising god thanking god and even to this day 
my car has this incredible glow over it. People look at my car and think that it's brand new. I'm like, no, I've had my car now for over five years. People still, you still have the same vehicle. Oh, praise God. Yeah. That. And people think that my car looks new. Like I just got it because it has this glow. <laughs> that's a that's a blessed car it's that's a blessed vehicle <laughs> nobody can touch yeah. it honestly honestly Amen. Amen. and one last that. testimony during this incredible time as the lord was building up my faith um i had my my health the, the enemy came against me in my health i had a lot of issues with fibroids and heavy bleeding and and so on. It, it it at at one point it was just it was it was unbelievable it was unbelievable i couldn't even i started to take a few sick days at that time because i couldn't be at work when I was on my cycle, it was just right. extremely, extremely heavy. So mm -hmm. I prayed and asked the Lord, what should I do? I went to a doctor. She gave me some options, but she said the best option for you at this point, since you already have two kids, you, you don't plan to have any more is just have a full hysterectomy. So mm -hmm. I prayed and asked the Lord to confirm whether I should go through the with the surgery. And as I prayed and fasted about what I should do, the Lord confirmed I should go through with the surgery and that my recovery is going to be amazing. The surgery is going to be fine. I'm not going to have any issues, no complications. The Lord just confirmed everything to me um, before I even set a date for the surgery. So as I set the date for the surgery, um, uh, at the beginning of 2017, you know, my time off for recovery for surgery for hysterectomy is eight, it's, it, it's, um, eight weeks. So it's two months that you have to be off work to recover. At, wow. the, at the same time I was dealing with my health issue some things were happening on my job. Again, the warfare with the enemy trying to come against me, upset that, you know, I got in, I'm a full-time employee. I was doing well in, uh, in my department, but all of a sudden my manager started coming against me in my department. Other people started coming against me in my department. So the Lord was starting to explain to me to understand how the enemy uses people to limit you, to control you, you know, the Jezebel spirit, to delay you from where you should be in your life. I started to really understand this through, you know, uh, dealing with the spiritual warfare and the things that were coming against me. To really, again, dig deep in prayer and fasting during this time. So I have this health issue going on. And also I have this warfare happening in my department now. And I'm just thinking, Lord, get me out of this department. Get me out of here. So I was praying and fasting for the Lord to promote me. And honestly, at the time, everything was shut down in the company. There were no new positions coming up at all, anywhere in the company, nowhere, nowhere. Mm. Out of the blue, one day I was in the cafeteria, a coworker from another department set, came over to me and she goes, um, Noreen, I want to talk to you for a second. I'm like, oh, okay. So she was like, me and the manager of this department, we were talking about you. And I said, oh. And she goes, she's going to be posting two positions, two new positions. And we wanted to tell you in advance because we want you to apply. Out of the clear blue, this happened to me one day. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So awesome. I was like, God is really hearing my prayers. Praise the Lord. They sought me out. They gave me a heads up before the posting was even. And, and I work in a unionized environment. Everything is by the book here. 
I've never even heard of anybody even doing that. So as I, but the enemy was still trying to come against me in my department with my coworkers and my manager, all kinds of crazy things were happening and the posting never came up. So she told me this and for like six weeks, nothing happened. And I thought, what is going on? So, you know, I'm still pressing in prayer. I'm still pressing in prayer, believing for what I know God is about to do. So here it is. My surgery date is set. The posting comes up three weeks before I'm supposed to leave to go on my sick leave to have my surgery. Oh no! I said, Lord, I know you're going to work this out somehow. I know you're going to work it out. So mm-hmm. the protocol is the posting has to stay up for two weeks and then they start the interviews after that. So here it is. Mm-hmm. The timing is so close. Am I going to get an interview before I leave to go on my surgery? How is this all going to work, Lord? So I submitted my resume through the, through the normal channels. The Holy Spirit said, go and speak to that manager. They came to you. They already sought you out. Go and speak to her and explain what's happening. So I went to the manager, explained, I'm supposed to be going off on sick leave. I've already set my date for my surgery. I'm going to be away for two months before I come back. She goes, Noreen, I'm going to make sure you get your interview right away before you leave. I'm going to make sure you get interviewed right away. Amazing. I got my interview and then that was it. I had to leave. It was so close to me leaving. I got my interview like two or three days before I ended work to to leave to go on my sick leave. So I went on my sick leave. My surgery went outstanding, outstanding. The Even the surgeon was like, wow, it was so quick surgery. You didn't bleed a lot, Kathleen. I probably bled after the surgery one day, which my, my surgeon said is unheard of. Never, no drop of blood came out of me from that day. Nothing, no complications. Wow. No issues, no clot, nothing. I went home. I went home and was up doing my regular stuff in two weeks. The Lord put an acceleration on my healing. I felt amazing. For six weeks, I just put my foot up and I was just relaxing. I was was good good to go. That is unheard of for that type of surgery. Unheard of. Unheard of. (laughs) God's God's favor favor again. God's favor again over my life. I'm always praising the Lord because he really has me in the palm of his hand. I'm really the apple of his eye. I mean, I don't even know what to say, but, you know, I I give everything to Jesus. Um, And the icing on the cake. Remember, I had my interview. (laughs) two or three days before I went off on sick leave, I was sitting at home relaxing and I received a call from HR. Hi, Noreen, how are you doing? How is your recovery? I said, oh, excellent. Everything is going really well. No complications. You know, I'm feeling great. Um, You know, I guess I'm supposed to be coming back to work in a few weeks. She goes, yeah, that's the reason why I'm calling. And I said, okay. She goes, Uh you have been successful you are going to you've been promoted you are going into a new position uh the manager. <laughs> so i received a promotion while i was on sick leave wow isn't god good <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's amazing amazing yeah god is just he he's done so many incredible things in my life 
Um, I really have to put it down to prayer yes. and I really have to put it down to really building uh, an amazing, you know, connection with the Lord. I mean, this, these testimonies could only happen through some very persistent prayer and fasting. I, I have to say there is no luck involved when you're talking about Jesus. You have to wait for your time and for the Lord to really break off these spiritual chains and things that are coming against you in the spiritual realm. You know, all these delays, you know, regarding things that are supposed to happen for you and things that are supposed to happen, you know, in your life can only be moved through prayer and fasting. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So true. You know, you talked about an incredible God. There is that song, which I'm sure you know, an incredible God deserves incredible praise. Yes. Amen. Listening to you, I'm just thinking, you know, it, it's like in, I'm in awe hearing your testimony and what you went through. But I'm not surprised because I do know we serve an awesome God. Ephesians 3 says we, uh, we serve a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly Amen. above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us it's not our power but it's god's power working in us and you know i just want to praise god with you for you and how he has brought you from a, a 13 year old girl who was struggling you know raising well you weren't struggling you were doing it but you know god's hand was with you from that time amen you know i strongly believe that god was watching over you he had your back he helped you because i mean in this day and age what 13 year old is going out to work and here it is you're working you're raising uh, your siblings and god's hand was with you all the way so i want to praise god for you i want to thank you for sharing that incredible journey that you were on that testimony from darkness and definitely into light yeah even your marriage i believe was you had to go through that i mean there's some storms in life that i believe that we have to go through in order to bring us higher closer to god and for us to see that he really is indeed an awesome god Maybe if you never went through all what you went through, you would not have been where you are today. Uh, most definitely, my sister. And I just want to share one more thing regarding spiritual warfare and, um, you know, just kind of, you know, touching a little bit on the occult and witchcraft. And as I said to you, the Lord had revealed to me that I should not have married that man um, at all. Um, and it was through prayer and fasting that, you know, he even showed me something even deeper in, in, in Revelation that, you know, my ex-husband uh, dabbles in the occult. He was dabbling in the occult, um, uh, learning things through the ministry and about witchcraft and the occult and different practices. I came to understand certain things that were happening in my marriage and certain things that he was doing that I didn't understand at the time mm -hmm. that I now attribute to these occultish practices and traditions. Now, what the Lord did reveal, which is quite a high level revelation, um, mm -hmm. was that I was at a time in my life when I met him. I was going through um, a hurt at the time, a deep hurt um, regarding um, a, a broken familial relationship. And I didn't know how deep the hurt was and how the enemy was able to, to come in at that time. But he came during that time. I can tell you in the beginning, I was not interested in him mm -hmm. at all. Um, he pursued me and the Lord showed me that 
The day that everything turned was the day I went to his home and he cooked me dinner. He was a quasi chef. And I went to his home and apartment at the time. And I, I thought it was very strange. He was a bachelor, yes, but he had nothing in his fridge when I opened his fridge. Nothing. Not a bottle wow. of ketchup. Nothing. Nothing was in his nothing. fridge. Everything was neatly put together on the stove. Um, his kitchen was clean. Uh, the table, the dinner table was set. And I just thought, something's strange here. Do you know that mm -hmm. years later, the Lord brought me back to that mm -hmm. and revealed to me that it was that day that he used some kind of a love potion. Love potion, eh? To hook mm -hmm. me. Yes. He was dabbling in the occult and he was yeah. using some love potion. Now, I remember that he was saying things to me during our marriage that did not make sense, which now makes sense mm -hmm. because of that revelation. He would say right. stuff to me like, when you have your next husband, you're going to do this. Now, what man who's newly married, <laughs> supposed to be happy, is talking right. about, about your wife having a next husband, another husband. And he uh -huh. said these things continually. They wow. did not make sense. Whether we were fighting or not fighting, he would just blurt out these things. And I just thought, this is, this is the most, this is the strangest. I said, are you looking to get a divorce? Or, mm -hmm. I mean, and this is, you know, pretty early on in our marriage that he started reciting these things, which did not make any sense then. But after receiving this revelation, now I understand. He used, he used um, a method to get me that was not of God. <laughs> not at all, not at all. And you know, these things, they don't, they don't hold forever. <laughs> so he knew at some point that I was not going to be around forever, even though he was probably trying to fight against it, doing other things, which I did not even know about or aware of. But he was he was he was exhibiting some strange behaviors at, at certain times during the marriage, which I didn't understand. But now I do. Right, he was dabbling right. a lot in the occult, doing things I, I didn't understand regarding our regarding our relationship, regarding his business. That's why his business broke down. So many different things. And he got that because his mother is dabbling in the occult. And that was another revelation that was given to me. And the first time I went to my ex-mother-in-law's home, I thought, why does this lady have all this stale bread all over her kitchen? Very strange. And all these other, you know, these traditions and occultic practices, you know, are from witchcraft. She had a room that was locked that nobody could go in, which I thought was very strange. But now I understand that's probably a room where she probably has an altar and doing all kinds of occultish things in there. And she was a very strange woman, very strange woman. But I was always very wary of her, always from the, from the beginning, the Holy Spirit, I guess, was starting to talk to me about things. And I guess I didn't understand uh, the gift that I had of discernment. I've always had this about people. I didn't know that's what it was called, but I can also, I could always tell a person's heart being dark, even though they were exhibiting behavior that was the total opposite. And I would pull myself away from people and people would start calling me out like, oh, she's stuck up. She's this, she's that. But I was just the Holy Spirit, I guess, at the time, and I didn't understand that was the Holy Spirit really speaking to me, telling me, you can't be friends with that person. Don't get into any big friendship with that person. Make sure you're staying on the outside of that person. Um, and these things, and I could, and time and time again, it was proven correct. 
the, the those persons always expose themselves in the end. In the that uh, gift of discernment is a powerful, powerful thing. God has given us a lot of gifts. Yes. Um, and the gift of discernment is definitely a powerful gift of anyone that has that. That's a blessing to have because it can protect you. Like you saw, God's hand was upon you again, as I'm going to keep saying, listening to your story from day one, right through to the vet, right through to today. And his hand will always be with you. Praise the Lord. Searching and you were found faithful and God has been with you and your children and has blessed and supplied all your needs. If you had an opportunity today to share with one person, what would you tell them? You know, the biggest thing for me, uh, Sister Kathleen, it was developing a direct relationship with Jesus Christ. Direct. Mm. Outside of pastors, outside of priests outside of whomever the relationship needs to be direct through you you have to you have to build that one-to-one relationship i believe that's the way that you transform your life yes pastors you know and you know other men and women of god which you know i have listened to and and heard who have given me a breadth of knowledge and understanding. We need them to sharpen us, most definitely. But you yeah. really need to build that relationship with Jesus Christ for yourself. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. That, that's, what I, that's what I tell people. It's really a relationship. And, and, and just to close off for me, you know, I'm really just living by faith now as I just continue, continue my journey, uh, you know, with the Lord. And I know that he has more miracles and more breakthroughs to give me as I move forward in my life. And, you know, I'm divorced now, as I mentioned, and I'm still believing for my Adam or my Boaz or even my Dave <laughs> that he's out there for me. And, you know, listeners that are out there, you know, women of God that out there, it's never too late. Um, you know, God has promised me uh, a husband and I know he's going to send him. But, you know, I'm going to stand rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ and, um, you know, just continuing, just continuing to serve him. You know, he's given me my peace back, my joy back. I'm just so happy in this journey. No turning back, no turning back for me. And there is no limit to what God can do through me now. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. That is such a powerful testimony that you've shared with us today. And I just want to thank you for sharing and just opening up and just letting us know about the power of God and how he worked in your life and worked things out from one situation to the next. You know, often we see uh, we're going through all these trials and tribulations and have all these obstacles in our pathway. And if we but just pray and take it to the Lord in prayer, he will come through. Amen. I myself can attest to seeing God working in my own life. You know, testimony after testimony, you've just shared one after the other after the other. God has come through for you and your children. We want to thank you so much, Sister Noreen, for sharing with us today. And I know that someone has been blessed and encouraged today from hearing your story. And know that God has done it for Sister Noreen. Know that he can do it for you. Amen. His promises are not for one. They are for all. So if you've heard today, be encouraged. And know that prayer is powerful. 
but you must pray. You must have that connection. You must take your your burdens and your prayer requests to the Lord because he's just waiting for us. God is just simply waiting for us all to come and say, hey, Lord, I need help. And he will be there to help us. His promises are real and true. And my sister, I just wanted to leave this scripture with you. That Psalms 91, and he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuse, my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Keep trusting God, my sister. Keep trusting God. And thank you again for being here, sharing your testimony with us. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. Praise the Lord, Kathleen. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share. I hope somebody was really touched and encouraged and uplifted today. Thank you for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoy the topic and found something that you can apply to your own life. Don't forget to share this episode with your family and friends. And remember, live well daily. Thank you.